you listen to a podcast for expert opinions from experts, you've come to the wrong podcast. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. My name is William Mankell, I'm one of the co-hosts of this uh, charade, as Stuart often likes to call it. We are not, are not go, the go-to experts, are we, Stuart? We are no. the go-to relatable people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're starting a lot of these discussions from exactly the same point that you are. Mm. So come along for this journey, this charade, whatever you want to call it, mm. of this podcast. And who are you? Who are the, Who is the co-host? I'm Stuart the Wild Man, Mabbert and Williams Wright. We explore and delve into the challenges that we all face. We come up with our own twist on, on it and uh, leave you to think about, well, you know, do you agree, do you disagree? Just get you thinking about the big issues. My job is getting out there just connecting people with nature you know making it part of their daily life which i've always said is probably the first step to uh, them wanting to protect it who are you william my name is william manclo as i said i don't know why i'm saying that again but here we go <laughs> i'm a photographer you're very this. forgettable um, william so it's worth saying it again yeah yeah without me you'd be nothing mm. um so i've recently been to finland for a while and my job whilst i was in finland uh, was just to figure out um what i was gonna have for breakfast that was it. That was it. Mm. <laughs> my, my job when you were away was just figuring out who I am. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we all like to deal with certainties, but uh, as you'll realise, there are no certainties, especially no. when you listen to this podcast. Uh, we aim to challenge uh, our beliefs, and, and we hope we challenge yours as well. And yes. we, we try and show localised actions to help you, you know, try and make a difference in your local area. And uh, we meander and we roam... Uh, around uh, the the main six subjects, which is philosophy, sustainability, nature, climate, social justice. I can't remember the sixth one. Human condition? Human condition. Yes. There you go. Now, this question is directed at you, isn't it? Do you want to read it out? So, Adriana, 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 I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce your name, so I'll do both so we cover all bases. From Utrecht, uh, which I've been to Utrecht, Utrecht, by the way. Um... Many, many years ago. Do you get orangutans in Utrecht? You look in the right places. <laughs> so this, is in, this is in the Netherlands. I'm not sure which Netherlands it is, but it's in, it's in the Netherlands. So, yeah, the question that they have set is, Stuart, you mentioned in passing during a number of, of the more interesting episodes that you don't go out much these days. Why is that? And how do you square that with having a job connected people with nature? I can just sit back and not do anything the rest of this podcast. Okay. Uh, how do you perceive I square that, William, from the uh, relative outside looking in? Oh, you've always said always said that it's something that you've, you've got in your head anyway. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to be outside to, to, to get the benefit of it. I've had a belly full of nature. I can t- dip into it psychologically when I want. Yeah. Psychologically dip into it. I've never really understood entirely how that would work because I've often felt that I need to be outside in it to actually get a benefit maybe you have just haven't had enough of being in it or or you you have been in it but like you said a, a number of podcasts ago that when you were working started working with me you started to realize that you, you're in nature you just weren't out and about so maybe that's the thing it's you're just your you know uh, you're out in it but were you connected to it maybe that's why you can't yeah and i can i can i can associate this with uh, my experience recent experience in finland as well that i was a little bit more again aware that i was in nature and really mm. spent the time at most mornings what i would do i'd get up in the morning uh, and i'd go and walk straight out the front door and just mm. stand outside for about two or three minutes just to breathe in the air and listen mm. to what's going on around me 
Mm. So maybe I am aware of it. Maybe I have. Maybe you've got your full. You feel you're full of full mm. of it enough. Yeah, you can I'm use full it. Of something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I could I could make this an explicit episode, but I won't. No, yeah, I wouldn't. So uh, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's break this one down. Um, Adriana's question. Either Stuart, you mentioned that's me in passing during a number of the more interesting episodes. Aren't they all interesting? Um, that you don't go out much these days. Why is that? And I'll start with that. Health reasons. Uh, yeah, I, I get. Uh, I got various health reasons. Uh, f- physically, uh, I, I'm, I'm needing a wheelchair more and more because uh, I can't walk for very long. But I also, uh, relatively recently, uh, I've been diagnosed with with, uh, epilepsy. I don't fall on the floor having seizures. I just have these processing blank moments. And uh, I get really severe sensory overload. Um, And uh, the only way I can describe that is I'm I'm in a permanent state of stoned, William, without the benefit of marijuana. And uh, just the other side of this wall is a footpath and uh, there's a geezer at night. Geezer in this country means man. Um, yeah, it's not just like a big fountain of water coming no. out of the ground from. And in from Poland, it means something completely different, but we won't go into that. <laughs> um, Our Polish listeners will know that. Yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, don't go looking at me in a copy of Geezer because I won't be in it. Anyway, um, and he, he sells marijuana, you know, in, in the alleyway, and he often says to me, "Well, I leave him alone. He leaves me alone. Never have any problems." He sometimes says to me when I walk past, do you want to buy some? I said, no, I'm permanently stoned. Don't need that. And it's sort of like, I can understand people taking that stuff, but when you feel like it all the time, it's, it's not fun. And when I have sensory overload, I just have loose, you know, you, like my brain is just pumping and I just just have to sit there like a zombie. And, and yeah, it, it, that's why I don't go out. I mean, because uh, we've had the worst up park in uh, Headington in Oxford, William. Very Knoll Park. Very Knoll Park. And uh, they had a fair there. And I, I, I just, it was... There was a fun fair, there was live music, there was people shouting and screaming, there was the great unwashed getting inebriated in the bar, and you know, and it was sort of like it it just crippled me. And then uh, I went somewhere quiet, uh, Global Retreat Centre in Newnham Courtney, just outside of Oxford. There was 80 people at a quiet sort of picnic, and uh, that overwhelmed me because there was so much input coming in. It was sort of like, you know, there was social etiquette, there was conversation, there, there, there was. Yeah, we had to travel there, and there was road signs. I'm processing all the time. That's why I don't want to go. I, 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 I well, I don't go out. And also, before that, that that hit. I mean, before lockdown, I was becoming a bit more reclusive for various reasons. And then lockdown happened, and I fell into it. And I always said that I wouldn't necessarily come out of it as easy. So people would need to keep an eye on me, but actually the the epilepsy and the fibromyalgia and stuff's got worse. So it's hard to know how much of it is staying in because of habit, and how much of it is uh, you know conscious decision because of ailments. Anything to say, William? Yeah, I was going to say just that be about me. The last two, uh, not the last episode, but the one before that was talking about social pressure. Yeah. That when. If somebody doesn't, I, I, I'm very aware of that story. Aware of that story because mm. I'm very. I start again. I'm very well aware of that story because we work closely together, mm. and my ears are open and my eyes are open, mm. right? So I can understand that. But from an outside person's perspective, yeah. when you say you don't want to go out, 
I often, what I've often noticed is people go, no, it's all right, I'll come and pick you up and I'll take yeah. you out somewhere. Yeah. And they don't necessarily fully grasp the yeah. whole situation. It's not about that I can't get out, it's just driving in a car, I just I prefer to sit in the back because I can't see anything. Yeah. Because and you there's often, less input. You often deliver talks with your eyes closed. Yeah. Because it t- it's just one less um, input. Yeah. Uh, you've also done, you've also, you also have earplugs in quite often as well. Yeah. Um, I remember walking. We did an episode. We, we did an episode in central London. The only, only one we've done outside of in, in London, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. And it, it, just watching, just observing you, I was almost shadow, I was shadowing you, making mm. sure that you were okay walking through this this yeah. this, this, this this scene. Um, and because that was difficult, and that was that was quite a number of years ago. Yeah, I wouldn't do that now. You wouldn't do that now, now would yeah, you? I wouldn't even. Could you? There's a there's a, a podcasting uh, networking group called uh, Moch Club. Yes, um, you find them on Twitter and stuff, and they, they, they do online and face-to-face networking. And they got one in Manchester in August, and you sent me an email the, the, yesterday or yes. this morning saying, "Where well, we should go, and or you should go, and you know." And I said, "I just can't even, cons- well, I can't I, even consider it." Now. I knew when I sent that email, and it's difficult to actually explain on an email anyway. Yeah. Say I could go, and if you can go, yeah. go with me because yeah. I think it's more powerful. If we as a podcast yeah. duo, we go together, but. Mm. I might go on my own. Yeah, it's very. If if if, if we're going to go to that event, I'm very likely to go on my own. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm under, I, and I know why. Yeah, because you don't like me. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's sort of like uh, Mrs. Wildman's been uh, been away for a couple of days. She she's officially my my uh, sort of informal part time carer, and she left a, a, a load of food in the fridge. Well, she left a big cake in the fridge, which uh, William gave me a piece earlier on, and the rest of it's gone. You've taken it to work, darling. I haven't had most of that. I only, anyway, I only had a small slice. Yeah, and um, you haven't finished your bit. It's in front of you. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to be chewing over the mic, going like that. Um, and she left me this menu of uh, well, you can have this on so in, on Friday night, and have this on lunch, and you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't, I could read it, but I couldn't process it. I just pulled things out of the fridge, out of them in random order. And I, you know, all went down my belly and, you know, fed me. But it was sort of like, um, yeah, that's what I can't process. Yeah, How well, do you then square that with having a job connecting? I don't try to. Yeah. I just try and do my best. Um, you led a walk on your own on the weekend, didn't Saturday, you? Saturday, yeah, yes. a couple of days ago. It's um, a memorial walk for an old friend of yours. Yeah, uh, and he used to come on our workshops and, and, on, on, and we did a memorial, third memorial walk. Yeah. How do I square that with having a job connecting people with nature? Well, there's a lot of it digital, can be done remotely, you can inspire people. When I do go out, it tends to be, I only go out when I have to. So, uh, you know, if I'm going out to give a talk, I don't really do anything uh, for, for the day before and the build up to it. I just leave my mind as empty as possible so it doesn't have to process anything because it's so bad. If so I walk out of here and walk out onto the main road there, I just cross without even looking. I know it's dangerous, but I can't process speed and distance of cars and some and I, I, I walk all the way down Holloway and every single road I'll cross and in the middle I think I haven't looked I just don't look anymore yeah. you know I, so, I, I often liken it to what how I understand it from my own perspective and I might be correct me if I'm wrong here but I can imagine it but being like when you're absolutely you're absolutely tired you're so tired mm. you can't take any more information in yeah, that was often your starting point. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the capacity to take any form of inf- information, verbal or visual, and yes. I just have this. This is the end destination I'm getting to, 
and that's all I'm focused on and I'll just walk in a straight line to get to that point but you see so you, you do what you have to do to yeah to exactly and especially when it's face to face you know we've done we do talks together we do workshops together everything's um, slowed down yeah the well, talks the last, are taking longer yeah the, half an hour longer yes the walk I did we overran it the weekend. It's about 40 minutes, I think. Yeah, I overran it. But the thing was, I didn't know we were restricted for time. I thought people had put plenty of parking time on their on their cars in the car park. But it did stretch a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Colin, one of the people who come comes on the, that memorial walk, he's also done one with us, uh, Horse Path and yes. the Nature the Conservation Area. Yes. He said to me, did, uh, "How did, does this take it out of you?" Absolutely. Yeah, that that that. I basically didn't do anything Friday evening. I didn't do anything Saturday morning. I rushed around packing because that's all I had the energy to do. I did the walk. They picked me up. I, I they took me there. Um, yeah. I did the walk. They brought me back, and I passed out on the bed. Didn't get undressed. Just passed out on the bed. Was there the rest of the, the evening. Stayed there till lunchtime on the Sunday, and I only really got, got up yesterday afternoon but I was like a zombie couldn't do anything and then I woke up at four o'clock this morning did a load of emails and then uh, fell asleep um, now we're recording so um, ha- you know so I just do my best um, but how do I square that with having a job connecting people with nature people still listen to you I can still do these podcasts I can still do talks I can still do social media posts I can still do bits and bobs and and your knowledge is still it's still there. there it's still intact and your memories yeah. are still very much intact yeah it's just I just you, don't know when it's going to come out yeah yeah that actually is sometimes <laughs> probably the best thing actually because yeah. it's, it comes out in interesting times these yeah. memories come out yeah you, my long term memory is great I yeah, just you, don't remember I have it until it suddenly pops out. It's just it just it seems it probably just surfaces like a bubble in in a pond, doesn't it? Yeah, almost. yeah. It's like really. a fart in a bath. <laughs> <laughs> and often they smell as bad. As yeah, well. <laughs> and I, I, that, that's how to. Uh, what's the Adriana? That's how I square it, I suppose. I I blow a fart bubble in the bath, and I let the aroma go around <laughs> the room, and that's how I deliver my my message. Is I I, I put it out there, and it just permeates well, who thought that would happen what a way what a way to describe your, your work is is by our aroma of a fart yeah, <laughs> yeah so i've seen about beans today and then a bath tomorrow and you've got your own jacuzzi <laughs> i i think i think that's a i think we've we've milked that one we've we've pushed that question as far as we possibly can do yeah um, yeah because i don't want it to be about me but uh, the question is about me Who's the next question from, William? Uh, from Paco in Wimbledon in South London. Uh, Paco has sent in the questions before. Uh, my voice went very weird there. Yeah. Before? Before. <laughs> Is that a Wimbledon accent? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Mrs. Bouquet. <laughs> Not oh, yeah. there, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Hyacinth Bucket. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very niche reference. If you, if you, it wouldn't be a niche reference if you, did, if you watched uh, any British television in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She was there. Oh, weirdly, I know somebody just like her. I used to have a customer just look like her and behave like her. I know, I know exactly somebody who was exactly like her. Yeah. You know why? Because it was my grandma, and everybody called her Mrs. Bouquet to her face. Really? She was be one of those, one of those, one of those lovely people that would say, uh, "Oh, it's only Marks and Spencers." Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only Marks. <laughs> so the Paco from <coughs> Wimbledon in England. Yeah, it's in South London, isn't it? Tennis will be playing there soon. Yeah, and he football, has played maybe. The football club's got a new ground as well very recently yeah. in Wimbledon on Plough Lane yeah used to be the old speedway track yes yes. Yeah, they moved up to Milton Keynes 
not the speedway no no the um the football club well don't mention that because that's that's yeah oh yeah somebody bought them out moved them to milton Keynes, and the locals took it on again yes demolished the old speedway track built uh my, the, my eyebrows raised there built a new football stadium without a speedway track in it and yeah. then when you go there now i don't know if they played any games there yet have yeah yeah but uh, uh th- there was um there was uh it was a really random thing, but they had this abseiling competition from, for, from all the different sports people who have used the venue over the years. And there was a couple of speedway riders, uh, former speedway riders. I don't think Wimbledon Speedway have ridden since about 2004. And there was uh, Gary Sweet was there. He rode in 2004. One of the locals said, oh, where do you, where do you guys ride now? <laughs> we don't ride anywhere. You just boot over our track. And the question I'd like to ask is, is he, when he abseiled, did he have any brakes on it? No, <laughs> he only turned left as well. <laughs> did you just know what his nickname is? No. Lefty Turner. Oh, right, OK. Right. So, anyway, that's really... That's really niche and random, right? Yeah, that's really drifted. So, join us again for another episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast, where we're not two, two experts, we're just two men who explore the big issues and then drift off into sort of speedway and football into the into the into the abyss yeah